everyone. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Talk Bookish to Me. This is the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Caroline. We're here to recommend short books, the ones that are under 250 pages. Maybe you're trying to decide which book to pack for vacation, or maybe you're just looking for something like quick and easy. We've got you. Hey, my name is Caroline Johnson. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really, really excited to talk about these short books. Um, I know we were joking a little bit about it, how um, you picked a good one with some (laughs) short recommendations. It's really just because um, I I really like to zero in on short books, especially if I'm in a reading slump um, and in the summertime looking for a pool read, anything like that. Um, So I'm really excited to talk through and hear your recommendations today, too. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It is just my name, Caroline Johnson, and I'm also on Instagram, and that's just Care Kipland. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. I knew you were the perfect person because when I watch your YouTube channel, I'm like, another short book, (laughs) another one. This is the person I need to have on the pod. (laughs) So check the show notes for links to Caroline's social media, the Talk Bookish to Me Instagram. I have my Patreon linked down there. And of course, all the books that we mentioned. Okay, Caroline. So I have a few questions to warm us up. What's the last book you gave five stars to? It is called Wow, No Thank You by Samantha Irby. It's a it's an essay collection. It's actually pretty short. It was just over the, the limit to add on this list, though. But um, yeah, it, it was just a very, very funny, hilarious book. And I think that that's something else I like as a palate cleanser. Um, for those who don't know, I read a lot of thrillers and horror books. So um, I really do like to read either essay collections or something a little bit lighter in between those. Nice. I don't read a lot of essay collections at all. So that's maybe something mm-hmm. I need to check out. Also, you mentioned like it was just over and I was like, oh, I really want to recommend this book. But we're going under 250 pages. <laughs> but I don't think we had a problem at all coming up with oh, recommendations. No. no, not at all. No, <laughs> no There were so many. Yes. <laughs> Girl, I was like, do I need to put a cap on this? And at first I was like, no. But then I was like, man, this could be a two hour episode. I was like, maybe we do need to cap it. So um, next question, what book has been on your TBR the longest and why haven't you read it yet? This one is Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. The obvious reason here is because it's so long, actually. I mean, it's just a massive tome of a book. I want to say over a thousand pages um, with kind of an intimidating style too I think you know it it has an index and a glossary and um or one of the two and it's intimidating so that's you know like I said I like to gravitate towards the shorter reads that one's been on there for the longest for sure pick your poison you can answer one or the other what's Mm -hmm. your favorite book of all time or who's your favorite author we're going to be talking about my favorite author in just a minute. So my favorite book of all time is A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. I don't know if you've read that one. Yes, I have. And I was like, when you told me that was your favorite book of all time, I was like, that's a heavy one. It is. It is. But it's so good. I feel like if you're in a good headspace to read that book, you definitely need to do it because it's just so... Oh, man. It just hurts my heart a little bit. (laughs) 
it sure does. I mean, I really, I read it years ago and I think about the characters weekly, if not daily. It just, it's really stuck with me, but yeah, definitely check all, all the content warnings there. But like you said, if you're in the right headspace for it, it's, it's a really beautiful, touching story. I also think about the characters all the time. I have, or I had a twin cactus plant, like growing like side by side. And I named, named them Jude and Willem. Willem died, but that's okay. (laughs) So I just have Jude now, but yeah, I just, it's so funny because I'm a big plant person too. And then if I'm reading a book and then I get a plant, I like name it the character from the book that I'm reading. That's awesome. I've got to start something like that too. I love that. Um, Yeah. So the characters definitely stick with me as well. So I've never had anybody on the pod that that's been their favorite book. So that's really awesome. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, So are you reading anything currently? I am. I'm currently reading um, Distress Signals by Katherine Ryan Howard. Um, okay. She, I don't know if you've read any Katherine Ryan Howard. I'm, that's the last one. Distress Signals is, well, maybe, I think it was her first book, but it's the last one I've read by her um, that, or that I haven't read yet by her. Her new one comes out in the fall, but um, I've been trying to space them out. She's become one of my favorite authors recently. Cool. I'm kind of at the end of the month just trying to finish up a couple of nonfiction books that I started. Um, One is The Sleep Solution by um, W. Chris Winter, MD. And I have a problem with like insomnia and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't I try to like actually like fix my sleep? What better way to do that than to get some books about sleep? So I actually checked out three different books from the library, the sleep solution being one of them, and then like two others. So I was like, okay, I'll start with the sleep solution, like see what this one is about. So I took it outside, I'm reading in the sunshine. And not only was it like super informative, but I was cracking up so <laughs> much. I was like, this dude is hilarious and I was like laughing out loud and my husband is looking at me like what are you reading I'm like oh just a sleep book a non-fiction book about sleep that's cracking me up and I was like you know what I can't read this book anymore from the library I'm going to put it back in my you know my um library bag and I was like I'm ordering my own copy immediately because I want to highlight annotate tab dog ear, you know, the crap out of this thing. I was like, so that's one I'm actually trying to finish. Um, Mm -hmm. I had to prioritize some other books, but I'm just, I also don't mind taking my time with it because I'm just getting so much out of it. Um, Don't know if it's going to help if I'm going to learn. I mean, I have learned already some stuff and I'm only like maybe 60 to 70 pages into it, but it's Mm -hmm. just so fun when you can learn something and it's funny. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I was going to ask, has it actually been helping with your sleep? (laughs) Um, I haven't got there yet. Um, And it's just so funny. I was like, man, I should have prioritized it this month because my sleep has been crazy this month. But I was like, you know what, I'll get to it eventually. And then maybe it will help. (laughs) But just the way that I think about sleep has changed. Um, Instead of saying like, I didn't sleep because... I literally did sleep. Maybe it was just disruptive or I didn't have as much as I needed, that sort of thing. So just kind of the framing and the word choices that I use has kind of changed, you know, around sleep. So it's really interesting. 
I highly recommend it. And I thought it was interesting. Um, the doctor that wrote it, he works in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I'm also in Virginia. So I was like, do I need to go see him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go camp out inside of his, like, you know, his office. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so Caroline and I are here to recommend some short books, but our list, like I said before, <laughs> is not so short. So we need to go ahead and jump straight into the recommendations. Um, one thing I will say is I think that we have a good mix of genres, everything from contemporary to classics, translated stuff, horror, and more. Um, again, they're all under 250 pages. And because we had an overwhelming number of recommendations, um, the ones that we couldn't fit into today's episode, I'm actually still going to share them, but it's going to happen over on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast. So you'll have to listen to today's episode, get some recommendations, then hop over to Instagram and get some more. And I thought it would be really fun to kind of organize the episode from like the shortest book recommendation to like maybe the longest book recommendation. That way, if you're looking for something like super, super quick, we've got your recommendations right you know, from the top. So I'm going to kick us off with We Should All Be Feminist by Chimanda Ngozi Adichie. It's 52 pages, but it is so worth it. It literally takes you less than an hour to read this book. Um, and also it's just a really cute little book, um, but it has been adapted from her TED Talk of the same name. And it's basically tells you what feminism is and why we should all be feminists. Um, it shines a light not only on the blatant discrimination, but also the more insidious institutional behaviors that marginalize women around the world. I loved it. I've reread it. And yeah, obviously it's on this list for a reason. Mm -hmm. The next one I want to recommend, and I think Caroline and I both enjoyed this one, The Grown Up by Jillian Flynn. 64 pages. Yes. And it's, again, super fast to read. It's engaging from the start. Um, and this one is like more horror. So in this one, a woman is struggling to survive. Um, and she's kind of doing this like reading or auras and palms. And then this one lady walks in and says, hey, I really need your help at my house. Um, because, you know, weird things are happening. So she goes to the lady's house and it just gets weirder from there. It's like this eerie Victorian home and she's going to help the lady like cleanse the home of all the bad spirits or whatever. I had no <laughs> idea what direction the book was going to go. And it no. just, it kind of blew my mind. And I was like, how was she able to do that in 64 pages? <laughs> Exactly. No, she really does. I, I love I love her longer works, but I feel like the grown up might actually be my favorite Jillian Flynn book. Yeah, I was like, maybe. But also, is she gonna write anything new at all? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been too long. Let's yeah. say that. Exactly. Um, okay, my next recommendation is really one of my like all time favorites. So much so that I read it the first time, and then as soon as I finished, I read it again from start to finish, like wow. back to back. So this is Evidence of the Affair by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which is one of my all-time favorite authors. So, um, and this one is all letters. So it's correspondence between Carrie and David. 
and they are talking about the infidelity of their spouses. So Carrie's husband is cheating on her with David's wife. And they just kind of like she reaches out to him and is like, hey, I don't know if you know, but like your wife's cheating on you with my husband. And it's just I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, like reaching out yeah. to the person that not, your spouse is having an affair. Not at all. <laughs> but it becomes this like correspondence between them as they confess their like fears and trying to just figure everything out. And like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. And I read it back to back. Um, I love books like written in letter format. I forget what that's called. Epistolary? I think it's an epistolary. Yeah. Yeah, Epistolary. Mm -hmm. I love those. Um, And it's set in like the 1970s as well, um, which is interesting. I don't remember specifically like if that made an impact or not, but I just do love that era anyway, reading about that. So yeah, it's a good one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Taylor Jenkins read, so adding that one immediately to my TBR. Nice. And the co- I don't have a physical copy of that book. I'm trying to, I think it was like a special type, you know, print thing, mm-hmm. but oh, so good. All right. Things have gotten worse since we last spoke by Eric LaRocca. <laughs> oh my gosh. This cover drew me in. You know, the cover is so creepy. Um, this one is horror. It's 102 pages. Um, and it's also kind of like a chat room situation. So um, again, it just falling into something that I love. And I can't even, I like to keep, I don't know, the details of this one, like so minimal. I just want people to try it. Just yeah. try it. You know, um, it does have body horror. It also talks about just like loneliness and I don't know, just hmm, weird things happen, guys. But um, the most interesting thing is it all starts when this woman lists a heirloom apple peeler (laughs) for sale and someone responds to the ad like, hey, I'm interested in your apple peeler. And you're thinking like, (laughs) where could this possibly go, (laughs) you know? And yeah, it's just, it was a wild ride. That's all I can say. <laughs> I love this book. I just finished uh, his new book also <gasps> last week. Uh, You've Lost a Lot of Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was it good? Loved it. I loved it more. Um, oh it's, my gosh. Yeah, the same uneasy energy. I don't know what he's doing that makes me feel so uncomfortable. I mean, I do, obviously, that yeah. like, you know, it's gross, but there's also this undercurrent of just something else that's making me feel strange the entire time. And like you just felt icky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have that on my TBR. I ordered it right away. And also the <laughs> covers just look so similar. Oh, I know. And I'm like, I know. They're going to look so good next to each other, but <gasps> can't wait to read it now. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And it is, it's a little bit longer. So I was like, yay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good one. Okay. So now... Um, I am going to recommend The Test by Sylvain Newble. It's 108 pages and kind of like things have gotten worse since we last spoke. This is another one where I feel like it's going to be better and more surprising for readers if you know a little bit less about it going in. So all I'm going to say is it's about this man named Adir who is going in to take this 25 question long British citizenship test. But once he gets in to take the test, Things just aren't what they seem. And, um, you know, 
more than anything, he wants his family to belong. So he's going to be faced with a lot of tough choices. And I just did not know where the story was going at the beginning. And um, it just takes a lot of turns in such a short amount of time. And I'm always so impressed when authors can can pull off bending my mind that quickly. Yeah, Um, that is a good one. It's a favorite. Yeah, it's a favorite. Okay, the next one I want to recommend is a recent kind of read for me. Um, And I think I really connected to this one for a couple of different reasons. Um, But the book is The Swimmers by Julie Otsuka. And it's 192 pages. And I originally read this as an audiobook only, which I never do. But I was trying to purchase the book and the cheapest I could find it was like 20, 20 some dollars. And it's only 192 pages. And I was just like, please, no, don't be that expensive. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna try just to listen to it on audio. And I think that was the way to go, honestly. But I ended up loving this book so much that I did purchase a copy. Because the cover's gorgeous, the writing is gorgeous, and the plot of it just kind of hit me out of left field, kind of. So in this one, it's told in like different parts. And the first part is about these swimmers that go to this community pool. um, And it's kind of like a collective we, like we as swimmers, we do this, we do that. Um... The slow lane people do this. The middle lane people do this. The fast lane people do this. And you're just like, where is this? It's another one that just starts off like so random, you know, but it was so interesting. And I really did like the writing. Um, It was kind of like that Greek chorus we, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I really did like that. But then um, a crack um, forms in the pool, like on one of the walls. And they all start freaking over this crack. Like, what is this crack? Is the pool breaking? What's going on? Oh, no. And then it kind of, after they try a couple of different things to fix it, figure out what's wrong, they make theories about it and all of this. It's just kind of like weird. You're like, it's a crack in the pool. Like, get it fixed, you know? Um, The pool ends up having to shut down. And then it flips to the second part of the book, which follows Alice, this like 80 some year old um, Japanese American woman that was one of the swimmers and she's dealing with some memory loss. And it's, I'm also dealing with a family member that's dealing with some memory loss. So it really just kind of like, It was weird that I like picked this book up. I had no idea what it was about. And then like, it was about that, you know, but Mm -hmm. the way there was the one chapter, it was just like listing all the things that she remembered and then the things that she didn't, but it was more focused on the things that like she could remember. And then every once in a while, it was like, but she doesn't remember this. And you're just like, whoa. And it was just so beautiful. And it was written in kind of like a list kind of, you know, way. And it just, it was so powerful and I was like wow 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 so it was the first book I've ever read by her again that's The Swimmers by Julie Otsuka and I've heard that that's kind of her style is to have that like list kind of thing going and I love me a good list so I was like maybe this is an author I need to read more from but it was super powerful highly recommend you're making me sound so good like I want to just hang up and start reading (laughs) 
that's that sounds like it is exactly like something I'm looking for. Um, it, is it speculative? Do you know? Um, um I don't know. Kind of a genre? Like, let me look it up because I'm not really sure what genre it is. But I'll look it up. You jump into your next recommendation, and then I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. All right. My next recommendation, it is basic, but I could not put it on this list because it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's, it's The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and we have officially hit the 200-page mark in the recommendation list. This book, um, at least the edition that I was looking at, had 200 pages, and it follows the enigmatic Jay Gatsby through the eyes of Nick Carraway as the two just get into trouble and explore the lavish 1920s New York social scene and setting. Um, tragic story, beautiful story. It's a classic. I feel like it's one of the most accessible classics and a book that I recommend to, um, you know, people who maybe didn't read it in high school. That was that was me. I can say that because I did not do the assigned reading in high school right. <laughs> at any point in time. So um, I, I really felt like I missed out on Great Gatsby when I um, came back and read it as an adult. Um, I, I just love the story and it really touches me. I actually collect um, different editions and graphic novel versions of this book. So it's one that's just really close to my heart. I love the story. Oh, that's so nice. I did <laughs> yeah. look up the swimmers. Okay. Um, and it just says, this is on Goodreads. It says fiction, contemporary, literary fiction. Um, and then it says historical fiction, which I think is funny that it says historical fiction, but then it also says contemporary. So maybe it's like a mix of both, I guess, with the swimmers. And then she kind of does the, when you're in Alice's perspective, she does kind of you go back and figure out a little bit of her backstory a little bit, but obviously not that much because it's a short book. Um, but it says not, it says family. So it just says mm -hmm. literary fiction, okay. maybe. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It still, it sounds great. I'm excited to read that one. Good. Okay. Next, moving on to What Belongs to You by Garth Greenwell, which is 208 pages. I feel like um, this one is, is really underrated. It, starts out with this American teacher and his chance encounter with a young guy in Bulgaria who's kind of a hustler. Um, from this one encounter they have together in a bathroom, their lives just become entangled with each other, and they both struggle with identity, love, neglect, sexuality, illness, just a lot of themes that are in the same vein as A Little Life. I, I actually picked this book up when I finished a little life and was just on the search for something that was gonna um, destroy me the same yeah. way. This one obviously is a super short book. Um, it's It did not hit me the same way or you know leave that same type of lasting impact on me. But um, if you're looking for a book with with those tougher, darker, but like still you know emotional important themes, I think that, that this one um, would appeal to readers who like the sparser writing style. Um, and yeah, it was, it was one that also made me feel uneasy. A lot of stream of consciousness type writing that sometimes can be disorienting, but, um, I just, I just feel like it's really unique and I'd love to see more people reading this one. Well, that's getting added to my TBR because number <laughs> one, I had never heard of this one. And number two, like I loved <laughs> a little life as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love a short book. So this is one that yeah. I will definitely check out. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now I've, I have a nonfiction recommendation. It's, is everyone hanging out 
without me by Mindy Kaling. I had to narrow down the two Mindy Kaling <laughs> memoirs that I've read. I, I love her so much. Um, this one's her first memoir, and she talks about her life pre-fame, post-fame. Um, you know, she was a writer for the the TV show The Office. She also acted on that show. Um, and just really get to learn more about her life and, and how she was discovered, how um, hard she had to work to get to where she is today. Um, and she is so funny. Every sentence was making me so like either mad or jealous that she's not my best friend in real life. Like I just want to call her on the phone and, and talk every day. Um, and I really recommend the audiobooks of for anything that she writes just because she narrates them herself. And I feel like that's probably another reason I just feel close to her. Um, I'm, I'm getting to listen to her tell these stories. I love listening to memoirs or audiobooks um, that are narrated, um, you know, by the, by the author, I'm sorry, autobiographies. I don't know if I said audiobooks, but um, autobiographies that are narrated by the author um, makes people closer to them. I love hearing them tell their own stories like that. Yeah. I feel like any, author that writes a book and then they narrate it also they know the tone and impression and the way that they wanted like a sentence to hit you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like they know it best and especially if it's about their life (laughs) and I have also found that sometimes like what's written in the book like they'll kind of go off on a tangent when they're doing the audio book they'll be like oh yeah this isn't in the book but I forgot to tell you this part so I'm going to tell it to you now (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, no, I, I I love Mindy Kaling so much. That one was 222 pages. Um, so moving on to Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk, which is 224 pages. Uh, <laughs> this one, um, obviously super famous movie, but for some reason, if you have not seen the movie, you don't know the twist, you absolutely have to check this one out if you like psychological suspense, psychological thrillers, um, anything like that. This is about a narrator who is kind of suddenly drawn into this small community of men who hold these secret underground fights, a fight club, if you will. Um, And it's led by the mysterious and magnetic Tyler Durden. And I have to leave it at that because, you know, it's a short book. Um, I, I will admit, I saw the movie. I knew the big twist going into this and I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so if that's something, you know, if you've not picked this one up because that's something that you're concerned about, um, I still had a wonderful time reading the book. There are a lot of differences and um, it, it's it's a favorite, it's a favorite author for me for sure. I also think it's interesting because this is another book that like <laughs> it starts off and you're like, okay, where's this going? <laughs> you know, and then you get and then you're like, what? <laughs> so that's a great recommendation. You saying that I feel like I've, I'm thinking that with short books, I feel like authors often start in the middle of things. So mm-hmm. we're starting in the middle of action or we're starting, you know, and there's, there's less time to explain and you just have to pick up as you go. That's I feel so like true. That's the case. Yeah. I feel like that's the case with a lot of these. Maybe that's maybe why we, we love them. Yeah. <laughs> I think so because I love feelings like what is happening here? Because then you can't help but like read more. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, I feel like Book Talk has has found this next one, My Sister, the Serial Killer by Owen Conbroth. I think it's Brothwate. It's 226 pages, and this is such a quirky book. The tone is very quirky. Um, it's about these two sisters, Ayula and Karede, and Karede is tired of cleaning up after her sister's messes. 
but um, she will go to pretty far lengths to prove that blood's thicker than water. She does love her sister, even though her sister's actions are often questionable. But um, Karede has to make a lot of tough decisions when Ayula starts dating a man who works where Karede is a nurse and a man who Karede might have feelings for herself. Um, very short, very, um, very strange and unlike anything that I've read before. It's It's got kind of a humorous tone throughout, even though um, the the themes and, and the content that we're reading about are, are anything but light. Next recommendation is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian Reed. This is 240 pages, and it starts out with this new and young couple traveling to the guy's family home for the first time. It's a meet the parents situation. Um, but they're driving home during this snowstorm. And as the drive continues, the couple begins to learn more and more about one another. The storm worsens throughout the night. And um, this one just is another one that has that really uneasy and intense tone. Uh, it's psychological suspense. And like we've said before, first, I don't know, 50 or I don't know, more than half of the book. I didn't know what was going on. Um, have you read this one, Gwen? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this one, I, I mean, really, I, I even want to venture to say I didn't know what was going on until the end, and then I still didn't know <laughs> what, what was going on. But uh, I yeah. loved it. I love this one, and I recommend this one a lot. Yeah, I think that just the title of this one, I'm thinking of ending things. That's one thing that's, like, brought up on the drive, like, in the subconscious, you know? Like, they just keep saying, I'm thinking of ending things. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Because that could mean a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know? And you're just like, so what are we ending here? Are we actually going to end it, whatever it is? And so the whole book, you're just trying to figure out, like, what do they mean they're ending things? What is What does that mean? And <laughs> and it is, like you said, you just you have no idea what's going on. You just have to go into these short books knowing you're just going to be on a ride. And where you start and where you finish is going to be vastly different because <laughs> you're just dropped in the middle of the action like right. Caroline said <laughs> all right before we get into my next recommendation I looked this up before how to say this author's name but I know mm -hmm. you know probably how to say it I, d I don't know if I'm saying <laughs> okay. it correctly I I've been I I've been saying Kane Minato yes so that I, is it's Kane okay. I think here, let me look it up one yeah, more Yeah, I've been saying Kane Minato. If I've been saying it wrong, I've said it wrong in every video I've put out for like <laughs> a year now. So. Well, I'm sure they're not going to listen to this episode, so I'm okay <laughs> with saying it a little wrong. Oh, me. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, the next recommendation, um, Caroline and I both enjoy this author's work. I'm going to talk about Confessions by Kanai Minato. This one is 240 pages. Um, I actually got this recommendation from Caroline and <laughs> um, I got it for Christmas and I like immediately read it and you're right. It's awesome. Um, this one follows a teacher that um, I think it's like her last day of class and she's sitting down with her students and she's like, we're going to have a different sort of lesson today. And 
it's it's one that you're just kind of dropped into again. Um, so she's tendered her resignation, and as her last lecture lecture begins, she tells a story that upends everything that her students ever thought that they knew about two of the peers sitting in the classroom with them, and it's this a maniacal plot for revenge, and it's just. It's mind-blowing. This was the first book I ever read by the author. I really didn't know, like, you know, what to think. I just knew it was going to have, like, some twists and turns along the way. And man, does it. Again, Confessions. Check it out. It's so, it's so crazy. I love Confessions. And I love that, um, I don't know, the delivery of everything. She writes, the same thing comes up with the next book on the list it's penance by the same author it's 240 pages as well um a very similar structure for the story of of four women who well i'm sorry <laughs> that's not similar to confessions <laughs> but just that it's a it's a revenge story um in penance four women are linked after um one of their childhood friends was murdered and they're linked by the trauma from that death, but also by the mother who promised revenge. Um, and one thing that these two have in common is they're told in parts from different perspectives of people who are involved in the story. So we're kind of taking this same event and processing it over and over again, but just, you know, from, um, you know, different perspectives. And we're getting yes. to see how things are different for, you know, other people based on their surroundings or their upbringings or their, you know, whatever they have going on in their day-to-day -day lives. And that is such an interesting, interesting way to tell a story for me. Um, if you like confessions, I, I don't see why anyone wouldn't like penance. I, I'm assuming, have you read penance as well? I have not. And now oh, I want okay. to, <laughs> I want to okay. read more. <laughs> that, yeah. It's not so similar that it's not worth reading, but the structure is, is pretty much the same of, okay, here's what happened. Now we're going to go through these different perspectives and get to the end result whatever that is. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. And I thought it's interesting. There are both 240 pages. Yeah, that is. That is. <laughs> like two books, both about I revenge, <laughs> 240 pages, same author. Oh, that's good. All right. Another classic. I will have a couple of classics. Uh, but the first one I want to tell you about is The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. It's 244 pages. So we're getting towards the higher end of our list now. Um, but this, and the, I'm taking this as a direct quote, it chronicles the crack up of Esther Greenwood. Um, brilliant, beautiful, um, enormously talented and successful, but slow going under maybe for the last time. Um, if you know anything about Sylvia Plath's life, this book kind of mirrors her own life in a way. It's a heavy book, but it's very, it's not like I read a lot of like thrillers, you know, fast paced things. And this is a short book, you know, obviously, but it, and it reads a little bit slower and just the development and the kind of deterioration of this woman. And um, yeah, I, there's so many, it took me so long to obtain a copy of this book to read because there's so many covers out there for this book. And I was like, which cover do I want? Um, but again, that was The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath. Another classic, Black Beauty by Anne Sewell. This is about a horse. 
And it is geared towards like younger readers, but I think adult readers can obviously enjoy this one as well. It's a classic for a reason. Um, I'm a huge animal lover. Like I could read about people dying all day and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's life. But when anything <laughs> happens to an animal, I'm like in my tears, you know? Um, and so just reading about this, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like this horse better be okay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so Black Beauty spends his youth in a loving home, surrounded by friends and cared for by his owners. Um, and then the circumstances change and he learns that not all humans are kind. He's passed from hand to hand um, and he witnesses like both love and cruelty, wealth and poverty, friendship and hardship. It also has really beautiful editions of this book. And yeah, I just think classics always have those really pretty covers. So you can like collect multiples. Like you said, you collect multiples of The Great Gatsby. And oh, it's just such a good story. Like read it to your kids. If you have kids, get this one and read it to your kids. <laughs> okay. Next on the list, I have When the Reckoning Comes by LaTanya McQueen. This is hilarious. This has 237 pages, so we've gone a bit out of order. But yeah, this is actually a pretty recent release. I read this a couple months back. It is about this woman named Mira who returns to her hometown, um, which is a place that she left a, a while ago, um, and and is not happy about having to return, but her best friend is getting married, but she's hosting her wedding at a plantation that's been long rumored to be haunted by spirits of people who had been enslaved in history. And even though in the present, the physical traces of, of all the horror that had occurred at this plantation have been scrubbed clean and washed away, um, there the, the history is still there. It's still lurking. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've really been getting into more social horror recently, and this really scratched an itch that I had for something um, the, with the social commentary on, um, one, returning back to your hometown and, and the discomfort in being in a place where you haven't felt accepted or... Um, you again just uncomfortable returning um but anything that focuses in on um contrasting the horror like paranormal horror against everyday horror of marginalized groups it's always going to be really interesting to me and um i i really recommend this one for for horror fans yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check it out. I've heard that recommendation from a couple people now, and I'm like, okay, this is your sign. You need to read it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go, yeah, it's. A, I don't think I said this, but yeah, a, a ghost story, um, anything haunted, I'm in. So I, I really like that one. And then also Horror Store by Grady Hendrix is the next one here. It's 248 pages, just barely squeezed it in. But this one is more um, haunted Ikea. It is about strange I'm sorry, strange and unexplained things happening at Orsk, which is the Ikea knockoff, basically. Um, it's a furniture superstore, and um, these employees are coming in every morning, and things are vandalized and all over the place, and they try to get to the bottom of it by staying overnight to try to see what's going on. But once they do, they kind of quickly realize that um, what they thought might be pranks or just vandalism um, it, something much more horrific and paranormal is going on. And this one is 
the book is really unique. It looks like a um, furniture catalog kind of, and it's told in blue ink instead of the black ink on the page. The book itself is square. I love anything that's quirky or different like that. Um, this made the, the reading experience a little bit more fun. Um, and, and I love Horace Doyle. I love Grady Hendrix as well. He's always doing something different, um, keeping me on my toes. And Horror Stores is one of my top recommendations by that author. Super short. Did you find that difficult to read because the way it's like in the book and the catalog and stuff? Because I have read a couple books by Grady Hendrix and they all have such a different tone. He's not like that formulaic author that you feel like you're getting mm-hmm. the same story with like just a different setting and different characters, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like all of his stories are really unique, but I've kind of been hesitant about that one because although I love the look of the book, I'm just really scared. Like, am I going to be able to read it? <laughs> Oh, you're, you'll be fine. I also, that's a good question. I was also concerned. Um, I'm prone to headaches. Uh, I, I really was worried I was going to not enjoy physically reading that one. But after a few pages, I completely was just in the story and wasn't thinking about the page itself anymore. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like I knocked this one out. I, I know it's 250, even though it's at the longer end of like this list, um, with the pages being square and the way that the margins are on the page, it's so short. I, I read this one in, in an afternoon. So um, I, I I believe in you. I think you can do okay. it. Okay. All right. I'll give it a go. I'll see if I can do it. Because it sounds like something I would really like, but I was just always kind of concerned, like, am I actually going to be able to read the story mm-hmm. or am I just going to be confused about how to read it, you know? It's a lot of fun. Yay. Okay, good. Um, Okay, so the last recommendation we have officially on the pod today is I just wanted to recommend the Wayward Children series by Shauna McGuire. It's like a fantasy series, a portal fantasy series. Um, There's lots of books in it. I think it's going to end up being like a 10 book series. Um, Some of the books include Every Hearted Doorway, Down Among the Sticks and Bones, which happens to be my favorite of the ones that I have read. Um, Beneath the Sugar Sky, In an Absent Dream, Come Tumbling Down, Across the Green Grass Fields, Where the Drowned Girls Go, and so on. So if you're looking for a portal fantasy and the writing is just exquisite, um, they're both so unique, but they're kind of all intertwined. I think you can, you know, read them in any order that you want, but I recommend just reading them in publication order. Um, But yeah, great recommendation. So like I said, I think we can all appreciate a quick read from time to time. And we shared a bunch of recommendations. So I'm sure there's something in this list somewhere that you would enjoy. But make sure you check out Instagram because I'm going to be sharing more recommendations. Um, I think that I had like six more recommendations I wanted to share. Caroline had (laughs) 10 more recommendations that she (laughs) wanted to share. Um, So yeah, so lots of short book recommendations. Um, Thank you so much for joining me, Caroline. Like I said, you were the perfect person to have on for this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for letting me join you. I have so many of these added onto my reading list now. um, And I'm I'm going to start tonight, especially the swimmers. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Yeah, definitely check it out. It's a good one. And plus the cover is really cute too. And it's like a short, like it's a little book too. 
Don't mm-hmm. forget, you guys, check out Caroline. She's on YouTube. She's on Instagram. Her social media links will be available in the notes of today's show. Um, and I'll have all the books listed there that we talked about. Follow me on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast to stay up to date on special announcements, book discussions, guests, and more. Also, don't forget, I appreciate your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yes, I still have to tell people I'm not making a mistake. It's a new thing they added in December. You can actually rate the podcast on Spotify right from your phone. And if you ever have any questions about how to do that, um, I have a little like highlight on Instagram. It's the FAQs highlight. Check it out. All of the information is there. But until next time, happy reading.